Sorry, but it looks like your party has been cancelled. this podcast i'm jace he's john we're gonna talk all about different events in current events social media politics comic books video games all that shit and uh yeah so let's get right to it man uh you got to see sonic the hedgehog and i'm hearing nothing but good things about the movie yeah it's it surprisingly was a a fairly decent movie and it, I was I was actually kind of impressed on how much they were able to incorporate because like the story has nothing to do with the games. The story is like you know Sonic in the real world kind of thing. But I was kind of surprised on how many things from the from the games they were able to bring into a movie and make sense. Like the plot of the movie is about Sonic collecting his coins. That mm-hmm. is the plot of the movie. Wow! And it worked. So like it's so bizarre. The thing uh, about it, though, you know, the Sonic movie came out and it wasn't without controversy and reshoots. The trailer came out, uh, what, last year? And it was just, people did not like the design at all. They, they, they were calling Sonic the Hedgehog Nightmare Fuel. Like last, huh? Last summer, I think, was when that trailer came out. Yeah. And, you know, there was so much overwhelmingly negative feedback on the design that they pretty much took it back to the drawing board. Uh, you know, so the movie ended up actually surprising people, being the largest opening weekend of a video game movie, like, ever. Yeah, that was pretty surprising. That's a pretty big deal. And and this is a movie that was projected initially to do pretty poorly, if I'm not mistaken. Like, a lot of people didn't expect there to be a lot of supporters turn out for this movie, uh, you know, going into it, whether they redesigned Sonic or not, just because of, you know, potentially people not liking the plot or anything else. But apparently it did really, really well, exceeded expectations. Uh, do you think that had they kept to the original, uh, quote-unquote, nightmare fuel design, do you think they would have done a lot worse? Do you think people would have just stayed home? I do. And I, I heard from a lot of people um, that they went specifically because the studio went back and fixed it. Like, a lot of people felt like because they went through the trouble of fixing the design and listening to the fans that they deserved the fans to show up and apparently it worked no i mean i agree because i do think that that's a good reason to support the movie is is when a studio actually listens and uh you know you don't see that much in hollywood anymore like like you know these trailers come out for these movies um and we've seen it with a lot of example the, the superhero films 
uh, you know, the, the, the feminist woke variety ones, the trailer comes out and people are like, nah, I don't want to see that. Or the press tour comes out and, you know, I'm really not interested. But very rarely do they ever go back and say, you know what, we need to go back to the drawing board, we need to reevaluate this, we need to fix this. Just go, oh, that's tough shit, you're a misogynist. Um, you know, which leads me to the controversy about it. And you wouldn't think there would be controversy because the two movies are kind of their own different things. There are actually, uh, to be expected, and I said it, I think, last week, that a bunch of woke, feminist, soy boy, you know, cock types were going mm-hmm. to go after Sonic the Hedgehog and complain that people weren't seeing Birds of Prey. And that's what's going on, which is yeah. incredible to me that this is a thing. Like, you know, we, we talked about Birds of Prey last week. Like you said, it wasn't without some merit, but there's no real interest in people to see that movie. If you put a gun to my head and told me it's Birds of Prey or, 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 or take a bullet through the brain, I'll probably take the bullet through the brain, to be honest. Look, it, it's bad, but it's not that bad. It's it's. <laughs> Have you seen my life? <laughs> you know, but... uh yeah, you know, my, my point is, you know, you can't blame people for wanting to see Sonic the Hedgehog. The fact that people wanted to see the movie is because they, they did something that made people want to see it. You know, yeah. I, I can't say that Birds of Prey did the same thing. There, there, there's nothing about Birds of Prey that, uh, you know, there's nothing about Birds of Prey that really has that kind of a appeal to people i don't think like my my only real exposure to birds of prey at all was the old um wb series like that's all i really know about that mm-hmm. that group. Uh, it's you know it's not a comic that i followed like it's just it, it was never something that was but, but of interest. You know, here's the thing about it with, with, with all this you can't shame people to go see a movie that they don't want to see that's right. just sort of the bottom line. It, 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 you know, the way I see it, you know, these people are mad that people are going to see Sonic the Hedgehog and having fun. Like, they're like, no, you can't have fun. You need to be a good, you know, warrior for the woke. And, you know, nobody wants that. Like, nobody wants to be told what they can and can't watch. Fuck you. I mean, it, it, I don't really understand... Why there's this vehement defense, and uh, you see these sites, these the, these liberal comic book sites, and I've said it before, I really, you know, the, 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 these nerd culture sites, somebody really needs to come out with a more conservative uh, version of these sites. You know, because I saw like an article saying, we need to stop referring to Birds of Prey as a failure. No, we right. don't. The movie didn't do well. You know, nobody... So so you want us to, 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 to lie and say that it's it's not that bad or lie and say that the movie is better than it is just to get people to support the film? Doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but, but that's the narrative they want. Because you can't, you can't say that Birds of Prey is a failure because it might hurt someone's feelings. Yeah, but... I'm tired of worrying about people's fucking feelings and you know the the, the feminist feminazi agenda is just ridiculous uh you know there, there's a 
you know, one of these stories that, that seems to be going around, I don't know if you saw, is the, uh, the Australian, they interviewed some Australian lady that, uh, about the whole life of a trad wife, which is short for traditional wife, and that she likes to, you know, stay home and, and do the laundry and, and cook and clean while her husband makes a living, you know, and that's what it is. It's like that traditional lifestyle. And the right. feminists are, like, shaming her for doing this. Like, how dare you? I'm outraged, literally shaking. Uh, they're comparing it to uh, The Handmaid's Tale, uh, to to being married to an ISIS terrorist, and all these different things. So, so what you're saying is this woman making a conscious decision to do what she wants to do is somehow, you know, a- a- offensive. And to me, I-, I thought that feminism was about women doing what they want. So if a woman wants to be a traditional wife or, or have a traditional relationship, why the fuck are they questioning it? Like That's a really, that's a very good question. Like, it, it seems like they respect women's choices... As Only long as the woman it, is being a trashy I, I, fucking whore. Yeah. You know, like, like I saw an article earlier with, with a girl who, you know, uh, a Cosmo magazine article pushing how she slept with like 140 different men or some shit. Like, you know, all, all it's pushed is like disloyalty, dishonest behavior, uh, you know, th- this awful behavior. This, you know, be a slut for literally everybody that exists and find some poor guy to be... You're fucking doormat. And mm-hmm. the problem with that is, is then these girls act like, you know, you're supposed to, you know, worship them for the honor of them existing. And it's not like that. Like a relationship or, you know, any relationship that you have with a person, uh, you know, we just came off the heels of Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day, um, you know, while it can be a wonderful, you know, sort of day if, if you and your partner are are equals and you and your partner you know uh have that romantic sort of thing you see a lot of the the toxicity of females on valentine's day where it's like i expect i think there was an article of, of some woman that said that if her husband didn't spend uh at least 3k on her for valentine's day she was going to divorce him like there's articles like that running around and and you you stop to think about them and it's like wow you know, because I don't think it matters if it's a three dollar gift or a three thousand dollar gift. It's the thought that counts. The 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 energy that goes into that. You know, the effort. You know, it. it you know, if you're paying attention to somebody and, and and you sort of do something, you know, sweet for them. But there, there's this shallowness, you know, embedded within feminism that's just treat guys like shit. And nobody. And the minute that you as a man say what you want or what your needs are. You're like a fucking piece of shit, and I don't, I don't get where that comes from. Oh well, first thing, let's be honest here. If you're getting a three dollar gift, you're not putting a lot of time into and thought into it. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I agree. I think there's definitely a materialism aspect to the whole thing that is not what it's about. And you know, that was my. That's always been my problem with with Valentine's is like being the the epitome of a hallmark holiday. Like it just becomes about how much can you. Sell to somebody, yeah. See, um, it is it is pretty shitty though. Like I wouldn't, I I don't don't go. I don't think if you're in a relationship, you should be relegated to a specific calendar day to show whether or not you give a shit about somebody. You know, that's the way I see it. Like you can do like the Valentine's Day type shit on another day of the week. Look, people fucking have jobs. People have fucking lives. 
Right. Like I said before, you know, there, there's people who, for whatever reason, they couldn't take Valentine's Day off or whatever, you know, and, and you just sort of pick another day and do it then. And, which actually is better because you think about it, Valentine's Day was on a, a, a weekend this year. So, you know, like everywhere all weekend was fucking miserable to go to. If you're oh, yeah. somebody that doesn't like crowds or doesn't like everything being overcrowded, like you were in for a bad fucking time. Even if you didn't celebrate it, like there was traffic everywhere, everywhere was like, you know, overbooked, crowded. You just, you know, want to have a fucking normal day. You weren't afforded that. But there is like this sort of, again, this attitude like, you know, uh, give me everything and you get nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, a cultural climate shift that, you know, I, I believe, uh, you know, is, is absolutely awful. And I, I think that men do need to stand up for themselves. I think more men do need to say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I expect. This is what I need. And if you're not willing to meet me halfway, why should I, I, I meet you uh, entirely all the way. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because again, there, there's like a sort of shaming of, of men who say that or stand up for themselves, you know, with the whole incel thing and all this, uh, you know, but I do think that we're seeing more and more, a lot more men tune out of it because they're, they're tired of the drama. They're tired of the bullshit, the mind games, the lying, the infidelity, the cheating like like there's this double standard on cheating that it's okay for a woman to take as many dicks as she fucking wants and you know show her asshole to literally like every guy that exists you know and uh you know it's funny because it really feels like the 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 roles did reverse in a lot of ways uh and we have you know the toxic feminism to uh you know to thank for that and uh you know i just don't think that you know, I, I think that you should have enough self-respect as a man to, to stand up for yourself and not eat shit, uh, you know, for a woman. And I do think a lot of women out there need to take into consideration uh, a man's, you know, needs and a man's wants. If, if you're going to be in a relationship, um, you know, you, you should meet a man, you know, uh, halfway. You know, you should, there should be compromise. You know, it can't all be about you. It's, it's got to be about the both of you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, even it should be, it should be unfortunately, feminism and modern, you know, modern media has destroyed that dynamic just completely. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, but uh, well, I mean, that's what they say about about dating now too. Is just how the. Feminism has destroyed dating. Like, well, you, guys... you look at these these you know everything was micromanaged into these dating apps, and honestly, it, it's you know it, it's disgusting. It's you know absolutely disgusting. And Facebook, you know, has has been on there. Uh, you know, Tinder obviously is the big one, but you know the other problem is that that that, that literally any app that a woman is on is automatically a dating app. Because of just the sheer amount of unbridled attention they get from men. And there's this horrible, you know, like, you know, there's this temptation. Lie to guys. Cheat on guys. You know, treat men like shit. It's okay. You go, girl. You know, and until that goes away, I, I think that uh, society is is going to go straight to hell. To be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, you know, Tinder, I think, in and of itself, the, the basic concept of Tinder... Uh, you know, appealed and pandered to the worst traits of humanity. And it's only gotten worse from there. Pretty much. Right. 
and uh, you know, yeah, dating is absolutely awful. You know, and, and it's gotten to the point where where they've created a climate where you either die alone or live long enough to become a fucking soy boy. Case in point, Brett Peters, <laughs> who we've dissed countless times on this show. But it's you know, you know, I'm not even we'll saying this as a diss to Brett. This is you know, he is you know, uh, fucking patient zero when it comes to this. You know, here's a guy who started dating somebody before all this shit ever came to light. Tinder and all, all, all this, you know, crap, okay? And he dated that person for so long, by the time that they broke up, he didn't even know how to function in the new dating scene. Because a new dating scene is, is, is disgusting and depressing, and if you're a guy, it's miserable. Let, let's be fucking honest here, alright? And this is, this is terrible. The dude almost killed himself... Because he couldn't handle how fucking awful the dating scenario is in this fucking day and age. Fact. And instead of getting help or empowering himself or dusting himself off, you know, uh, he decided to become soy. And, you know, but that's the climate that they've created. He took the coward's way out. Yeah, yeah. Drink the soy latte instead of of manning up and brushing himself off. you know, look, if, if you were to give me the choice between the fucking soy life or the Bowflex and hanging myself from said Bowflex, I'm hanging myself off the fucking Bowflex. It would be, you know, at least that way, that's more dignified. Yes, than... there'd be respect in that. People would people would talk about you forever. Yeah, exactly. Instead of becoming part of the, uh, the, the zombified soy horde, I, I think the other day we, we discussed it and I said it, it, it's like when... Uh, you know, you watch The Walking Dead and somebody gets bit and instead of killing them, they just let them sort of like fall into the pack of fucking, you know, brain dead. That's sort what of... They do that? I can't remember who they who they left alive to, to just become a zombie instead of killing them. I think it was uh, uh, Sophia, uh, fucking Carol's daughter. I don't think they shot her, did they? Or did they? I can't remember. I can't remember I if like they, they shot her or they let her like just they, go. They just let, like, it, into the into the collective that they just let go but you know there, there's more scenarios you could do that in the uh, Telltale Walking Dead games there's like three or four different times where you could just let that happen uh, mm. which by the I way even, huh? I need to do that I still haven't played that last one what uh, the, last, the final no, season no, yeah the Telltale Walking Dead yeah you know it was a good you know sort of finish off but I was surprised that they left it open ended enough that they could keep doing them if they chose to change their mind I don't know. Did you did you see it all the way to the end? No, I did. I, I like I, I kind of even just ignored the spoiler stuff because I could have watched it online. I just chose not to. Yeah. No. Do you care about the spoilers or no? I mean, is it is it like multiple endings or is it all one definitive ending? Well, there's multiple things that could happen, but there is a, a definitive end result that that happens. No matter what. Okay, so it's not like there's a happy ending and a bad ending? I mean, yeah, no, there's there's people who could die and there's people who could fuck up, but but as far as the main... The main character, yeah. Yeah, as far as Clementine goes, there's, you know, it, it, it only goes one direction for Clementine at the end okay. of the game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but they left it they left it open to continuation. Like, uh, as far as Clementine and... Uh, and Alvin Jr. Uh, their stories are the same regardless of that, pretty much. And they, they left it open for continuation, which is which is surprising, because they, they really... But I, I think it's surprising, but not surprising, because they, they kept hyping it up as if Clementine was going to die in the game. Like, that's been... 
foreshadowed. I think it's been foreshadowed since the first game. Yeah. You know, like, that was a whole thing with, with the lead, and, and you know, it, it's sort of like full circle where now she's in Lee's role and, and Alvin Jr. is in the Clementine role. Um, but... Spoilers for talking about a two-year-old game. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, the, there's a reason to talk about it, because recently, uh, even though we sort of missed it a couple months back, uh, Telltale Games is uh, pretty much back from the dead, which is surprising, after all the layoffs and the, and the bullshit and all of that, so... It looks like they're going forward with Wolf Among Us, uh, you know, season two. And I'm pretty sure the Batman franchise within there, it, I think there, there's been talk of, uh, of continuing that as well. If you've ever played mm-hmm. the, the Batman Telltale games, which were actually yeah, pretty I was, good. I mean, I, I, I like the story was, was fairly good. I, I kind of was curious to see where that's going, so that might actually be okay. I guess, yeah. the, I guess the Game of uh, season two is dead, though. I think that's just because Game of Thrones, like, tanked itself. You know, like, I mean, is there any excitement? Do you have any sort of interest or excitement on the on the spinoff that's supposedly coming prequel or whatever? Not really. I just, I, I feel like it's over. Like, for me, the, every, the, the last season just sucked the life out of everything for me, so I just don't care. Like, yeah. I really don't care. Do you think that Game of Thrones uh, collapsing on itself contributed to later the success of the witcher on netflix because people were looking for something that you know had that sort of vibe and filled that kind of void it's possible um do you you think witcher would have been less successful had game of thrones actually gone out on a high note and there's still been all this obsession and hype for you know upcoming game of thrones projects I don't think it would have been any less successful. Uh, I, I think it, the sa- if anything, the same audience would have would have found it anyway. Yeah. Uh, probably more, and probably more so, people who were fans of Game of Thrones probably would have tried it um, if they hadn't been turned off. I think a lot of people who watched Game of Thrones were so turned off by the genre yeah. after everything that happened that they're not even watching Witcher. Well, like I said, with, with you know, as far as uh, the Witcher, what what I feel. Uh... You know what I was surprised by in a, in a good way was was that Henry Cavill really, really got into the role of being Geralt in The Witcher. Like he he really brings that character, uh, you know, to life, so to speak. Where where you don't really see, you know, if an actor does good, you don't see the actor, you see the character that they're playing, and and that's sort of how he, you know, plays that Geralt character very very well. And uh, you know, it really, I, I think in some ways. You know the 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 following that the show has gotten will you know uh, there's going to be a lot more success you know for for upcoming you know continued Witcher games and whatnot. I won't be surprised if they like HD remix uh, one and two at some point as well in the future. But uh, you know definitely definitely a series that I was I was pleasantly surprised by because at first I went in with very very low expectations. I mean you're talking. I mean, about I wouldn't have been knowing nothing. Like I know nothing about games the source material i just went in completely clean and i've enjoyed it a lot yeah um so yeah we also have uh which was another another funny one that i saw that 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 sort of uh, blew my mind and you gotta love these uh you know these stories that, that that are basically coming out here uh sky news uh, you know, which is what Sky is—is is that Canada or or England? I forget. Uh, Sky is England. 
So, coming out of Sky News, homophobic, sexist, and racist patients could be barred from non-emergency care at NHS trusts under new rules. So, officially thought crime is here. At least it's come to England. And what this basically means, John, is that if you're in England and you get stabbed and you made a couple mean treat, uh, tweets, they can refuse to treat you. They can just let you die, essentially, if they want to. Well, they're doing the world a favor by letting you die in their minds, so... Yeah, but see, you know, this is... I mean, this is the next step in just... It's, it's a dangerous precedent to set. Like, it goes against... Uh... It goes against the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah, no it was just, yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you know, if, you, if you're in the medical field, it doesn't matter... I mean, there are entire episodes of TV shows about this. Like, even the most liberal TV show, you know, like Grey's Anatomy is, is like a liberal nightmare. Have you ever watched Grey's Anatomy? I have not. It is... I've never... Okay, look, look, look. That show's been on for like six billion seasons. And, you know, when it started off, you know, Shonda Rhimes, the creator, and Grey's Anatomy, the show was always slanted, you know, to the left, right? Mm-hmm. But... Again, because it's one of those shows that, you know, the person is a vehement Democrat leftist, you know, it keeps going further to the left and further to the left the longer the show survives. In fact, I'm pretty sure the reason the show is still around is because it's so far left that that, that to get rid of it would be to call, you know, homophobia, racism, you know, like, you know, but, but my point about Grey's Anatomy existing and this whole, you know, leftist ideology is that even on a show as leftist as Grey's Anatomy, there was an episode where, like, a, a legitimate, like, white supremacist is, like, injured severely, and, you know, the, the black doctors have to treat this white supremacist regardless of what they think. And that's, like, a whole thing in it is, well, you know, yeah, I don't agree with that person's principles in any capacity, but as a doctor, I have to do what I have to do. That's always well, that's, at least been basically accepted by society. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same principle as if a known pedophile gets arrested for fucking a kid. Like, he's still entitled to a fair trial, even if you know for 100% fact that he's guilty. Like, <laughs> there has to be due process and, like, a balance. You can't just just go and, and decide that... Essentially, what, what would be social justice by letting somebody... Just by putting somebody in jail without, you know, without trial, and die. Essentially, this means that, let's say Donald Trump, you know, let's say something happened to the president, like something like he got injured. That the doctor uh, would be like, well, no, fuck you, because I voted for Hillary. You can just fuck off. Well, not in England. The doctor in England wouldn't vote for Hillary. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But but if this comes to the U.S., which undoubtedly people, you know, uh, woke warriors will try to bring this to the United States. They're already trying to do social credit, social credit score. Well, yeah, we'd been on social credit score well before uh, we get to that. Yeah, well, you know, hey, that, that's, you know, look, it, it's gotten to the point where you have to be very careful. Um, you know, I was a person that, that when I first started using the internet, you know, I didn't give a shit. I, I used, you know, my full legal real name. I didn't give a fuck because I'm a person who's always believed that you as a person should be able to stand by your opinions and your beliefs and your thoughts and, and everything. Right. But the climate has gotten so nasty. You basically have to have a fucking NXT name now. That's <laughs> just how it goes. Like, 
there's people you know this john there's people who would like to do you know podcasts still that we know personally that just can't do it because they don't want to have to use an assumed name and using their real name is just asking for people to come into your personal life and cause all sorts of trouble because the climate is it's okay to do that if your opinions are conservative are considered conservative or even centrist right it's okay to to to, to you know to shame you know, anybody who's not on the left. And, you know, that, that's one of the reasons why there's so much at stake when it comes to free speech um, in these elections and, and, and everything going around. And uh, the left is, is just maniacal. They will cannibalize each other at this point uh, just to do so, you know. Um, which, by the way, that I think that's where it's interesting for us to watch because even though, you know fully obviously this podcast is team trump it's fun to watch the democrats start to cannibalize each other as they wind down to the final you know five or six of them um you know so we're seeing a lot of mudslinging right now whether it's calling out bernie for being a socialist biden for being senile Buttigieg for uh some you know statements that he made he's trying to be down with the brothers and, and black people don't like him uh, Warren for being irrelevant, Klobuchar for somehow being less relevant than Warren, and uh, the big one is Bloomberg. Obviously, has been spending, you know, he's spared no expense on all these ad campaigns. Like, you cannot turn on your TV, you cannot open a YouTube video, you cannot scroll through the internet without getting punched in the face by a Bloomberg ad, which he said he was going to spend all his money to try to you know, I guess, you know, play catch up in, in this election. The problem for Bloomberg is that a lot of things that he has said and done over the years are coming back to bite him in the ass. Um, you know, now the thing is, leftists really try to ignore, you know, a lot of these things because they'll make an excuse. They're hypocrites when it comes to left versus right. So so they give Bloomberg uh, more rope than they do, you know, Donald Trump. The problem is there's just certain things that can't be ignored, like when you say that the majority of crime happens in minority neighborhoods. Now, giving, you know, to Bloomberg's point, that is true, okay? But he's running on the left and running to get the support of the left, who's so militantly... Uh, you know, woke, then it's like, what do you mean, you people? Like, that, that's how they take it. They take it like the, 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 the right. you people comment that, that Ross Perot made. So while Bloomberg has a, you know, a point of sorts, all that it does is just glaringly highlight stop and frisk. And what's going to happen is when he gets up on the debate stage, you know, he's going to have to defend that. And, and here's the thing with the left. They don't forgive and they don't forget and no amount of Maya culpa is, is going to appease him. So even though Bloomberg financially has backed, you know, a lot, a lot of the, you know, grease the right palms, so to speak, I really don't think that he's going to be the candidate just based on the fact that, that he can't win over the woke. They're not going to let him forget stop and frisk. They're not going to let him forget Eric Garner, which, you know, a lot of people accredit the, the Eric Garner shit as a result of those Bloomberg policies that the police were allowed to do. So, you know, I really, I really don't think that, that, that it's going to work out well for him. They, they said even as far back as a year ago, 
uh, you know, he referred to like a trans person as like a, a dude in a dress or something, which is like an absolute no, no. Oh God. Can you imagine if Trump said dude in a dress? CNN would report on it for like six months. Well, there's the other thing that was uh, going around today. Um, he said something about farmers. Uh, oh, how like it's, not being intelligent how, or something, right? Right. Which wasn't what exactly what he said. What he what he was trying to say was um, essentially that it's easier to teach someone teach someone how to farm um, than it is to have to teach them how to basically write computer language, um, which which is probably true. Uh, and and just just ba- on basic principle, like I'm not saying farming is the easiest thing in the world, but like really you can re- you can read a book in a day and get the basic you know the principles of, of farming down. Um, you know you're not going to go out and invest in on a, on a real farm and buy one. Maybe like but basic I, farming, I, but I think like in terms of like really tilling the soil with agricultural, like huh? you could you could if you're if we're just talking like hey go out in your backyard and, and plant grow- a tomato. And grow like a couple plant, different different yeah. vegetable plants. Like most people would be able to learn that. Yeah. Um, now try to compare that with somebody learning like C plus plus. Yeah, but here's here's the problem uh, with Bloomberg's comments, and this is something that I alluded to months ago when he first threw his hat in the race. I said back then that his biggest problem was going to be winning over. The Midwest, the middle of the country, the South. Because nobody gives a shit about him in the Midwest or the South, essentially. Okay? Like he's he's a big fish in, in you know in, in the Northeast. He's a you know, he, he's relevant to the California people, all right? He's relevant to those like gigantic ass fucking overly blue states. But in terms of red, you know, red states and battleground states, they don't give a fuck about him. Like, he's not going to be able to win them over, especially with comments like that. Like, like he's not going to really win those people. And those are the votes that you need in order to win, you know, the election. You cannot just be president of New York and California. That's what Hillary Clinton tried. And look how it worked out for her. Didn't it work out really well? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, no, the popular vote, you know, but, you know, they, they, they try to get rid of the electoral college because of that. Like, they, they want a country where only New York and California decides... Uh, the election, yeah. Yeah, the election. And here, here's the thing, you know, with all due respect, uh, Mini Mike, which, here, you know, here, here you go. Trump's already hit him with, like, Mini Mike. He's not going to live that down. And, and Bloomberg's trying to get, like, uh, meme teams on it. But you don't want meme teams on this because it's going to backfire because, you know... He's going to get memed out of existence, basically. He's going to get hit really hard. And, you know, as much as he thinks money will solve it, when this next debate comes up, which he is eligible for, it's going to look like... Do you remember RoboCop? Do you remember the scene where Murphy goes into the warehouse without backup? Remember? Yeah. And, like, Clarence Bodiger and his, and his thugs just sort of shoot Alex Murphy to fucking pieces? That is what Michael Bloomberg is walking into because I guarantee you that for that bit of time, that that three hours or two hours or however long it lasts that he's on stage, you're going to see a ceasefire between, you know, Biden, Bernie, Buttsex, Warren, Steyer. You know, I I think you're going to see a ceasefire between them and they're all going to come after him with extreme prejudice because they do feel like his money, his finances, his backing, it makes him a threat. We know that 
you know, as far as the DNC and corporate interest and, you know, all that, we know that he has the tools to just sort of basically grease the palms and, and cut right in line. And because of that, all of them are going to go after him with extreme prejudice. I really think when he comes into the debate, there, you know, it's going to be like sharks that smell blood, essentially. You know, and uh, that's really where it's going to be sink or swim time. Because they're all going to go after him. I, I think they're going to not take shots at each other and all take shots at him. Especially Bernie. Because Bernie has the most to lose with uh, Bloomberg in there. And I think with Bloomberg in there, like you said, Bloomberg is, is more of a moderate Democrat. One, Klobuchar is as good as fucked. Not literally, because nobody wants to think about Amy Klobuchar having sex. No. But her whole... You know, her whole stick was that she was the moderate with the, you know, most success. If you don't want drama, vote for me. But now he's in there and he's a bigger fish than she is. So, you know, he's basically already stole her spot as the moderate Democrat candidate. Biden, who is also to some extent considered moderate, is just like slumped down. He's gone downhill real fast. He's probably going to die on stage at this point. Um, but so I think the, I think the person who, you know, who, uh, has the most to lose with Bloomberg being in here though, is Bernie Sanders. Cause Bernie is supposedly in the lead right now, right? I just, I don't see any way Bernie wins or or uh, wins overall. Like I just. No, he won't win. He won't win. Uh, you know, people... His even are so extreme that I just don't see the party... He's too extreme, and the communist thing doesn't work with anybody with a working brain. Uh, Bernie is trying to rely on socialism, free shit, and I'll legalize weed if you vote me in to get, you know, to, to get the election. That's not, that's not going to work. It's not going to work, because honestly... You know, as much as you probably think there's more young people than old people, there's a lot more fucking old people still around and kicking. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, he's not going to beat Trump. Socialism is 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 not going to beat Trump. People, you know, uh, people don't like socialism. That's just that's just it. The only people who like socialism people, are idiots. People huh. don't like socialism. Yeah. Yet there are people who are for it. Have you seen that meme that says uh, if Bernie won that his second State of the Union would be uh, we're out of bread? <laughs> We've run out of bread. Because that's what would happen. Bernie, you know, Bernie is, you know, essentially a fucking commie. I mean, they have they have videos of him uh, hanging out in commie Russia with his wife on their, like, fucking honeymoon and shit. Did you catch that prank call where some Russian pranksters, uh, apparently they got Bernie's number... And they called posing as Greta. And, no, I have uh, Yeah, so, so the, the, these pranksters in Russia, you know, they're, they're like a group that does prank calls, were able to, uh, you know, they were able to, uh, how do you say, uh, call Bernie and talk about, you know, the campaign and how they want to throw their support behind Bernie and climate change and all this. And Bernie, like, start, starts really talking to them. And then, like, like sort of towards the end of the call... And this is the sad part. First of all, that Bernie doesn't realize he's talking to Russians. Like, the accent should kick in. Because a Russian accent and a, a Swede accent are very different. 
So, yeah, I would think so, yeah. So, you know, they're not even trying to cover the Russian accent, and they're not doing really a sweet accent. They sound Russian as fuck. And, like, towards the end of the call, they say, well, we want to help you, uh, you know, uh, take over and, and, and make America communist. You don't remember this, but when you were in Russia, the KGB programmed you. I, I will recite the code words, and you will be reactivated. <laughs> like, you know, like, like the whole Winter Soldier type thing. Remember how, like, there were the code words that activate Winter Soldier? Yes. Like, so they, they started, like, reading shit off. And I think at that point, Bernie finally, like, fucking hung up on him. But yeah, so we're going to take a quick break because you've got your computer running. So uh, I guess I'll hang tight while you uh, get that up uh, up and uh, going. Do it quick. Hang on. All right, cool. All right. All right, let's see if that works. Yeah, that should be good. Yeah, that's a lot better, actually. I'm going to disconnect. Yeah. You sound like you were in a drive-thru before. Yeah, I was using a Bluetooth, uh, my like phone Bluetooth headset thing. Yeah. But So we got to talk about, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the politics and we, we sort of, you know, really talked about some stuff going on on the left. Uh, but we got to talk about a funny piece of news that came out today um, in terms of Donald Trump and professional wrestling. Now, it's no surprise to anybody that Donald Trump has <laughs> appeared at WrestleManias. He has appeared... Uh, on WWE television, he uh, did one of the guest GM spots on Raw for a while. He had a a weird sort of feud where where he had Bobby Lashley fight uh, Umaga, and Vince was in Umaga's corner. The loser, losing millionaire team, gets their head shaved. So he shaved well, Vince's head at WrestleMania. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he is a Hall. Of, I keep forget. I keep forgetting that he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, but either way, Donald Trump. You know, the president, President Trump, I don't, I don't like, you know, honestly, if I could avoid it, I don't like to just call him Donald Trump because I do feel like it's disrespectful the fact that he is a president. And, you know, a lot of the media just, you, you ever notice the media really loves to not say President Trump if they can, if they can afford to just call him Donald. Like they really, you know, that's how bad the derangement syndrome uh, goes with them. But WWE diva Eve Torres recently stated that Donald Trump groped her at a WWE event. Now, this I find amusing for a number of reasons. First off being that just now, Eve Torres recalled this incident and decided to bring attention to it. Not when he was running for president in 2016. Uh, not when, you know, uh, all these other women tried to, uh, like, clockwork, like, five minutes before the election, say that he touched them. All of a sudden, you know, he groped Eve Torres without her, her permission. And Eve Torres is, what, Puerto Rican? So, you know, there, there's this hard coding in, in a lot of uh, Hispanics that we're, we're supposed to hate, uh, you know, President Trump. Uh, so I just found this really weird, the timing of this and the statement. And then you see, like, the picture of her with, you know. Did you read what the actual allegation was? No, not verbatim. Okay. So she claims that at some point they were in the in the back uh, doing taking photos, mm -hmm. and he grabbed her too tightly around the waist. That's the you stupidest know, thing I've ever heard. 
you know, like how every man who, who's ever posed for a photo with a bunch of women ever has done, you know, grabbing them in closer for a photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he did. In fact, so essentially... So he didn't, like, touch her titties or grab no, her ass, he or, ass or grab her by the pussy, as they like to joke about. He he he, he t- pulled her in too tightly for a picture. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. It is. You know, and there's this whole thing oh you know she didn't consent blah 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 you can't just retroactively remove consent like fucking what 10 years later when was it I mean wasn't that like how long ago was Eve Torres in the fucking company 2009 even consent would be going too far it's not a sexual act if if I go go up to a friend and grab him around the shoulder to pull him in and take a selfie, I don't need his fucking. Why cons- do we give Joe Biden a fucking pass for this? He just gets to grab everyone and like fucking inhale their hair like he's he's fucking snorting cocaine, and, and nobody fucking says a word. But Trump put his like arm around her waist, and somehow that that's akin to groping. Yes, that's that's what they said. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, these people are fucking deranged. And Eve Torres, I don't know if, if it's just that she's bored. Or has nothing better to do? Does she have a something coming out, some project that she needs attention uh, showered on? I mean, Eve Torres is, is she relatively did, she did in the her, uh, She did manage to plug her video series, uh, you know, in in that post. Because she has, like, an online YouTube series about self-defense. So yeah. she managed to plug that in uh, in that same post. Just, you know, but... Uh, but- yeah, so, so fucking shilling and all this. But when was the last time Eve Torres was fucking relevant? Like... She wasn't even relevant while she was there. They kept giving her fucking the Divas Championship and people were tired of it then. At, be- at best 10 years ago. That, yeah. That's, yeah. She's a fucking footnote. Like, she's a footnote in the whole, you know, grand scheme of, of women's, uh, you know, women's wrestling, so to speak. Can you, like, even think of any memorable Eve Torres moment in her entire fucking WWE career? I, I can. And guess what it is? Why? When she was at WrestleMania and she kicked uh, Zack Ryder in the balls. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's 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 the only thing I remember about her entire run. Is like, that she, she cooked Zack Ryder. Like, nobody... I don't know. Like, like, it's just... Of all fucking people, like, Eve Torres is, like, really Z-list as Z-list gets in terms of divas, in, in, in my opinion. Like, she's very... She's very unmemorable, you know, and, uh, you know, I just find this ridiculous. I find the timing of it ridiculous. I I find maybe it was a a ploy to try to get a little bit of attention on her projects, like you said, Uh, but just not relevant, you know, in the grand scheme of things, very irrelevant woman. Uh, So, you know, also... In the news and something that I, I enjoyed hearing is uh, obviously the Smollett thing is still open. You know, huh. it's been reopened by the special prosecutor. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it looks like Kim Fox is, is, is going down the pipe with him as well. You know, she they're looking at charges against her as well. So it's going to be really an interesting uh, few weeks because I really think that, you know, they're, they're going to take him to task for avoiding the bullet before. But it's funny because you still have liberals that are defending what he did. And I find that incredible. A whole hate crime thing. 
Well, I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna really make an example of of uh, Jesse after all this. Like, you know, he got away with it for a couple months, and now basically a year later, uh, he's gonna have to deal with the repercussions of everything. So that's that's a, the positive to to all the shit that's going on right now. You know, but but do you think for a guy like him, it's really punishment to put him in in a prison with a bunch of horny men? <laughs> I mean, he's probably gonna get off on that. He's he's gonna think that's a fucking vacation. He's gonna be like, "I'll do it again." He's gonna be like that goofy meme. I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Black History Month, oh god, <laughs> nice tie-in. African American man kidnaps a white woman and forces her to watch nine-hour slavery documentary Roots to understand her racism. That sounds like a reasonable thing to do. I think there's easier ways to get a blowjob. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck was this guy like? I don't know. This, this is, you know, and this is how far woke has gotten is is this whole, you know, apologize for being white thing. I don't know if you saw the video of the, of the white couple kissing the black guy's feet to apologize for slavery a couple weeks back. And it's just yeah. really cringy. It's really beyond cringe to me. You know, <sighs> sometimes I'm like, I I don't even know what to say to shit like this. It's just so fucking bizarre um, that we, Do you we're think Brett Peters has apologized for his whiteness yet. Oh, of course he has. I'm sure. I'm sure he's he's apologized for being a man. Do you think it was his idea or do you think it was Sawyer's? Oh, it's hers. It's hers. But now it's his because he has to believe everything she tells him. <laughs> one mind and one body. Holy shit. It's the hive. Yeah, exactly. It is. It, you know, the, the woke shit is like the Borg. Resistance is futile. Uh, did you catch the one earlier today where Rosario Dawson uh, identifies as queer? Despite yeah, I couldn't make sense of that whole thing because it's. She says in, in the in the article, she's in a relationship with a man, Cory Cory Booker. She well, is he's never, barely a man. She's never been in a homosexual relationship she's never had homosexual sex see that's the new thing it's like so they're how saying they're gay without being gay out how are you coming out if you aren't if you were never in you know what i'm waiting for her to do is make Corey fucking uh walk out on stage in a blanket and reveal he has the mangina like uh silence of the lambs because maybe maybe that's where they're going with that i, I don't know but yeah, I mean, that's the new like sort of woke thing is, you know, identify yourself as an ally to uh, the gay mafia by saying you're gay, even though you're not. And you would think, and, and here's my sort of, you know, curiosity, you know, if I was homosexual and an actor or an actress said, yeah, I'm down with you, I'm really gay, like I would be offended by them doing that despite not actually being gay because that's what it sounds like it sounds like she's gay without being gay according to her definition of it i i would think it would, it would come off as offensive just because yeah, it, you have insulting had, it's condescending you're, you're, you're taking credit without having had to go through any of the experience of of it it's yeah. it's a very weird it's just a weird i'm thing. such an ally listen to me you know like get the fuck out of here you know, yeah. it, it's the dumbest fucking, I don't know. It's it's just, again, trying to score extra woke points. And it just comes off 
really insincere. I, I think that's the thing about it. It comes off insincere, and these liberals don't realize that it, that it just makes them sound like fucking nutjobs. But this is the new thing: is is to apparently claim you're gay when you're when you're not. <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it's it's really just at the point. It's like you know, when are you guys gonna fucking stop this shit? And uh, you know, when is there gonna be a return to normalcy? Because that's what it feels like. That there's just no normalcy. You know, there's a lot of memes. Uh, speaking of Bloomberg, there's a lot of memes comparing him to Mr. Burns that I see popping up. Where I haven't I, what, what I, I haven't actually seen any. They actually somebody just made like a red, white, and blue Mr. Burns and put Bloomberg 2020 on it. And then there's, like, a bunch of Mr. Burns in disguises saying that's Bloomberg trying to appeal to the different ethnic groups. But, you know, I think the, uh, I think my favorite meme of the day in terms of mocking the left is they sort of, like, Akeemed up uh, Peter Buttigieg uh, with, the, with a bunch of Africans and they got him in, like, African dress and dashiki and stuff. <laughs> so... I find that absolutely just hilarious. But yeah, they're saying, there's a study saying that men actually are facing more discrimination than women in this day and age. And I actually believe it. I would too. Absolutely. So. I think there's a bigger magnifying glass on men in, in most situations now than there is on women. Yeah, it's it's just. I don't fucking understand it. I really don't understand like this. It. It's getting to the point where where there is a war on men. It's just flat out there. You know, there, there's no denying it at this point anymore. <clears throat> I mean, has have we gone so far that like, you know, society doesn't care and just sort of uh promotes the war on men? I would Is it really a war or is it just like I, I I don't I don't know like it's it's weird how the society has like swung against men so so much where it's okay to criticize men for everything but you can't pose those same questions about women and especially white men it's like you can't say anything about any other many men of any other race but if you you can just without and and I don't want to I don't want to come off that way but it's, it's just it's the truth like. You can say whatever you want about white men specifically with with impunity, um, and it, it's it's just weird how that's okay and accepted, mm-hmm. but yet you say anything about anyone else in the same context, and it's quote unquote problematic. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. don't understand that how that, and and the argument would be I guess is that it's a power dynamic thing because there's so many powerful white men that somehow that makes it okay you know what uh you know there's another thing we got to talk about because this was a little bit of a controversy at least on social media uh which is weird because they tried to credit she hulk comic book writer dana schwartz uh made some sort of tweet and you know everybody on twitter who is leftist gets a blue check mark Mm -hmm. like so this, this this comic writer who i didn't even know her fucking name i had to look it back up to to find it because who the fuck reads she-hulk comics yeah Um, you know went ahead 
and uh, basically said, in retrospect, it seems impossible to overstate the cultural damage done by South Park, the show that portrayed earnestness as the only sin and taught that mockery is the ultimate inoculation against all criticism. Smugness is not the same as intelligence. Provocation isn't the same as bravery. The lesser of two evils aren't the same. So she went basically tweeting, you know, on this anti-South uh, Park rant. And, you know, the left and the, the subculture sites tried to push her as a big dose of stunning and brave. Yeah. But what I found really funny about this to me is, like I just told you, I had to Google her name to remember who the fuck she was, you know? And meanwhile, on the other side of the coin, the people she's criticizing, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, are basically a household name. The creators of fucking South Park, okay? This is a show that has transcended all of the cancel culture. This is a show that has been around for how many seasons? What season of South Park are we on right now? It's got to be like 24 or something, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, this show has been around for for 20 plus years. Has managed to always have its finger on the pulse of what's going on and make fun of everybody. Left, right, and in between with no fucking qualms about it. No fucking really apology given. No fucks given. Alright? This show, everybody knows South Park. Who the fuck knows Dana Schwartz? Who the fuck? You're you're writing fucking Z-list fucking She-Hulk comics. You know, fucking, you know, you're in a year, your fucking She-Hulk comic will be canceled for low sales. Because that's what fucking happens now to your She-Hulks and your Captain Marvels and your Miss Marvels and your Jessica Joneses. Like, you notice, they push this big, like, feminism wave, right? Yeah. And then they put these feminist writers to write comic books. And they do a god-awful, piss-poor job. And they turn these comics into a platform for their man-hating agenda. And then when men don't buy the comics, they get all pissed off and butthurt that they're out of a fucking job. And instead of fucking, you know, taking some introspective and realizing, well, maybe I shouldn't write such shitty things about the, the, the target audience, they, they turn around and, we are living in the age of drumph. Shut up, you fucking vegetable bitch. Maybe if you had a fucking brain, you know, and some creativity, instead of the fucking perpetual victim mentality, you could write a comic that was worth a fuck. The reason you're writing fucking She-Hulk and not X-Men is because you fucking suck. Get over it, you bitch. And now you're fucking complaining about South Park? Ooh, it's South Park's fault that, that, that people don't think I'm the best comic writer on Earth. Fuck out of here. You know... And that's the thing that sort of gets me is is you see something like this and it it, it comes off as sour grapes. Just like the Birds of Prey shit, the, the, the people who are mad that people saw Sonic and stayed home for Birds of Prey. It comes off as envy, jealousy, and sour grapes. And it's incredible to me that these people don't have the self-realization to realize that the only thing toxic here is their own mentality. Because, you know, South Park, look, South Park makes fun of everybody everybody they make fun of the left the right they don't give a fuck you know but the thing is you don't see that many people on the other side of the coin getting mad about it like i found it fucking hilarious they did an episode uh you know what two three episodes ago where they were making fun of rudy giuliani 
Oh god, that was that was fucking. <laughs> and he's like all right up on fucking Randy Marge. Like, well, you got the fuck up off me. <laughs> you know, because they're making fun of like Giuliani. Always like you see him like standing really close to Trump in a lot of the the, the press meetings and stuff. <laughs> you know, it, it was just it's funny. You know, I mean, I laughed about it, and I I, I don't I don't dislike Giuliani. I think he did more for fucking New York. You know, than anybody in my fucking lifetime did. These fucking assholes banning fucking large sodas, banning meat. You know, what else is banned? What What's banned this week in New York, John? Uh, pants. <laughs> actually, actually, hold on a second. Uh, I guess bail is, is technically uh, banned. Um, oh, yeah, because they, they have that new treat criminals like fucking uh, royalty thing. Yeah, they get Mets tickets if they if they get out of jail. You uh, know, some could uh, argue that that's worse than going to jail. I mean, it's the fucking Mets. Yeah, that's that's not. You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're getting Yankee. You know that that's probably the way that fucking De Blasio fucking justifies it. Oh, hey, it's not Yankees tickets, so it's totally okay. <laughs> like, holy shit! You know, I, I've I fucking said that. And a lot of people outside New York really don't understand that, that. That in New York, if you're born in New York City, it's like playing like fucking World of Warcraft and, you know, you make your character and you decide whether you're Alliance or Horde. Like when you're born in New York, it's like literally like a choice presented in front of you. Choose which baseball team you like, Mets or Yankees. Like people don't understand that. Like, like you're either... I've never met. I've very few people. Chicago anybody. like that too a little bit though. What like with White Sox Cubs? Yeah, yeah, you know. But I mean, like people don't get it. Like like people ask me all the time, "Why don't you like the Mets? You're from New York. Why don't you like the Mets?" Like I'm from the Bronx. Like you're automatically if you're from the Bronx, you're automatically like conditioned to root for the Yankees. You know, I couldn't give a fuck about the Mets. You know, I'm like, holy shit. Which which side of that coin do you fall on, Mets or Yankees? I never really was with either, like, completely. I've, in my life, I've probably been to more Mets games, but, like, on a season-by-season on a season basis, I You don't, I don't really, really follow it that often. No, I, I'm not even a, like a big baseball fan. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. Like, I guess yeah. if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Yankees, just because I feel like I I've watched more of their games on TV in the last couple of years. But that's that's a bit. Was there any? Uh, just out of curiosity, when we talked about Sonic earlier, was there any Ugandan Knuckles or no? Like uh, any Knuckles or Tails references in there, or, or what was going yeah, on with that? Uh, well, I guess it's a, it's a pretty big spoiler, but uh, Tails does show up in the end credits. Oh really? Uh, and Knuckles, um, you, not Knuckles directly, but the Enchidnas, uh, they do show up very briefly, but they're in there. Hmm, interesting. But they, from what I heard, they did set up for a sequel. Is that? Is that? Oh the- yeah, the the setup for the sequel is, is blatant. It's it's not even like a little bit. It's do, yeah. Does Jim Carrey get fat at the by the end of the movie? Do we ever see Fat Robotnik? That's my big curiosity. No, and, and in fact, if you watch the trailer, you you basically see the final form of Robotnik in this film. Uh-huh. But I saw the way that they're possibly going to explain how he gets fat. So, <laughs> you know they, what? I'm, I'm hearing that was another thing. You know, getting back to Sonic, 
Um, I heard that it was one of Jim Carrey's best uh, performances in a long time. It's it, he's really not bad. Like it's it's weird because it's not what you think of when you think of like Robotnik. But what do you think of when you think Robotnik? All you think about is a fat guy flying around in a ship. Yeah. Like he didn't really have a character in those games. Well, he got memed. Uh, you know, he got memed pretty hard. You know, in the trailers and everything else. And you know, I think a lot of people sort of enjoyed that. Like, like that. What was the meme template with him? It's a you know, are you really in charge here meme, which has yeah. been around for a while. But uh, what I found interesting, you know, while we talk about Jim Carrey for a second, is is we forgot to talk about his victimization by the woke, which is hilarious because Jim Carrey himself is very afflicted by trump derangement syndrome um you know he he's said some disparaging things about uh republican voters conservative voters and you know again that's sort of the difference between i think conservatives and liberals uh because i don't dislike jim carrey as a performer even if i don't agree with him personally yeah Um, he's he's on that side where like i i enjoy him as an actor but as a human being i think he's a piece of shit yeah, exactly. But, but again, the left eats its own. He did a, a TV interview uh, during the press tours for Sonic, and he made a comment to a journalist um, that got him in trouble. And uh, it was Heat Magazine's Charlotte Long, and she asked him, after all you've done in your career and your life, is there anything left on your bucket list? And his response was, just you. Which garnered a lot of woke feminist outrage. So, did you see all the controversy about that or the bullshit where they were, like, crucifying him for misogynistic comments? For, for saying that to this, this, uh, this interviewer? I have not. Yeah, so, so, you know, the whole thing is now we have to cancel Jim Carrey... Because he said the only thing on this bucket list was her, which was degrading and derogatory and all, you know, all these things. You know, what all he did was make a joke. Like maybe t- even just 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Flirting. Yeah, exactly. Flirting, joking. But now we've gone so, and this is again the problem. We've created a climate where you can't even fucking just joke with a girl. Without being accused of something or treated uh, any kind of way. And that's really irritating. You know, I don't like to walk on eggshells around anybody. I don't like to censor myself around anybody. So, to me, like, the idea of a society like this is is, is completely abhorrent. I mean, you know, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, isn't it? kind of just normal to just joke it should be it used to be uh and then somewhere along the way we lost our sense of humor as a country and now even the slightest bit of uh, something that may be taboo or offensive uh should get you fired and cost you the rest of your life yeah it's you know it's shit like this is why we couldn't uh have a host at the fucking oscars or whatever this year because, you know, everybody is just so offended by every little fucking thing. 
You know, like, why can't people just laugh shit off anymore? Let shit slide. Everybody's got to turn everything into a cause or a rally or a, you know, this and that. And it's, it's funny because what you see is that, you know, the, the people who claim they are the most tolerant are actually the most intolerant people out there. Usually how it works. Like, have you seen these videos? I haven't gotten to watch them yet because they're, they're really long. But, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, Caitlin Bennett, for example. I was just watching the video of her in Ohio uh, getting shit thrown at her. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you know, it, it's it's absolutely, you know, just fucking deranged. Like, you know, these people, you know, there's a lot of derogatory shit. And all she does, if, if you watch her videos, like... I've never understood the, the hate for, you know, Caitlyn Bennett because I don't really see that she's doing anything derogatory or offensive. She's asking people questions and they're sort of the ones, uh, you know, tripping over themselves. They're sort of the ones, you know, uh, digging their own graves. She just asks them questions and then, well, why did you come to that conclusion? And then they get pissed off because they don't have anything to say. They don't have a reason to back up what you know what they're saying you right. know she doesn't really do anything you know she just comes out there and asks you a question and then asks you another question and then she might throw like a fact at you you know or, or correct you if, if you're wrong on a fact and they freak the fuck out like she doesn't go around like you know telling people they're pieces of shit or anything like that i mean she laughs at people or, or she jokes at them after they've already sort of insulted her or acted in a derogatory way to her. But if you watch her videos, she's not really doing anything that constitutes the, the level of, of, of uh, hatred or disrespect she gets just for being there. Like literally, you know, now, now she's sort of her, her, uh, her gear, you know, that her, her, her uh, you know, her audio video gear actually says Liberty Hangout on it before that, you know, her gear all said Infowars and you well, know, that's what where a lot of this comes to is because she's associated with Infowars. Yeah, like that's all it takes. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All it takes, like, so this girl, you know, asks you a couple of questions. She didn't say anything offensive to you. She didn't say anything rude to you. But because you know her gear says fucking Infowars on it, you're automatically like conditioned to be like fucking hostile. And that's the thing that 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 I think is a little bit fucked up. Like her, her whole, like you said, her whole gimmick is interviewing people in a way that exposes them for being misinformed or not being informed at all, and 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 kind of showing. I mean, a lot more of the personalities that do videos on the right are more inflammatory, and when I mean inflammatory, I don't mean that in like a negative way. I just mean that in a more like, hey, yeah, I'm mocking you. Yes, I am insulting you. Like, you know, Paul Joseph Watson, Stephen Crowder, you know, yes, I am making fun of you. I make no qualms that I'm, you know, I am making fun of you. Milo Yiannopoulos, yes, I am making fun of you. You see what I'm saying? But Caitlin Bennett doesn't really do that. Like, she, you know, she sort of sits back, she asks you a couple questions, and she lets you self-destruct on yourself. Because if you choose to take those questions in, you know, in that way, that's on you. She didn't make fun of you. She didn't make, you know, she didn't diss you like PJW or Crowder. She just, you know, hey, let let you sort of self-destruct on yourself, you know? 
Because, because other, you know, a lot of the other people on the right won't make any qualms about making fun of you. I won't make any qualms about making fun of you. I'll make fun of you to your face if you fucking come up to me and tell tell me you're a fucking genderless alien. You know, but you know, I mean, really, like the level of of hatred that she gets is 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 pretty unreasonable in my opinion. It's not justified. I don't believe in any sort of way. No. And I guess at this point she's more of a symbol, and that's and that's really what it is. Well, you know, here, here's here's the problem, and here's what, you know, really what it boils down to. You know, and this is the problem with the left. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that flat out, it's an issue of aesthetics. Because everybody on the left wears this uniform. They're, they're, they've usually got really ugly haircuts. They identify as gender neutral. A lot of them are fat. A lot of them have piercings that make no sense. Or, or bad ink, or, you know, just severely, severely overweight. You know, look like they, they don't bathe, you know? Like, to them, the aesthetic of an attractive, traditional female bothers them. You know, because when you see Caitlin Bennett, you know, she's, what, like 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five. She's, she's pretty short, you know? Uh, blonde hair, you know, white girl, you know, very pretty. Um, you know... And they don't like that. They don't like that. They don't like the fact that conservative, you know, women especially, you know, are, you know, something that men would find appealing. Because if, you know, if you look at the way conservative women look, you know, again, they carry themselves with a little bit more class and decency. You know what I'm saying? And there's, that's what offends the left to the utmost degree. They don't want that. Because, you know, again, you know, Caitlin Bennett, you know, she's a pretty girl. You know, she she has talked about her fiancé, who's also on the Liberty Hangout you know, staff. You know, he records the videos for her, you know. Um, you know, very traditional, very normal relationship from what you see, what's presented. And they hate that shit. They, they want guys on leashes wearing uh, dog ears or cat ears, you know, fucking kissing black, you know, kissing Bobby Lashley's feet while he, do- you know, fucking dogs him out raw. You know, check your privilege. You know, like, like that's their whole thing. You know, they don't like the idea of man and woman, man and wife, nuclear family, traditional uh, gender roles. Like, that just offends them to the utmost. And so, Caitlin Bennett is very much something that represents everything they hate. And on top of that, she loves she loves her fucking guns, you know. And you know she's you know that that's the thing that they hate about her, you know, the Kent State gun girl. But you think about it, like, you know, these people, the, the, these gun control nuts, the ones that that want us to give up our guns, they always talk about how violent this country is, right? Right. But if you look at it, we've had the right to bear arms since the country was founded. Since the country was founded, we've had the right to have a gun, to own a gun, to carry a gun, to stock weaponry. In the event our government ever became tyrannical, you know, we would definitely need our weapons. Which is funny, because that's the whole big contradiction. If Trump is this tyrant that the left says he is, don't you think that the Second Amendment would be really fucking important? You would think so, wouldn't you? The logic, the lack of logic is just dizzying. It, it, it's amazing. But, but my thing about it is you have the right to bear arms. And we went for a long, long time 
without, you know, these mass shootings and this violence and this tragedy. We've always had guns. It's not the guns that are the fucking problem. It's the people. And a lot of the people who go on these mass shootings, guess what? They're not usually white conservative people. They are usually gang members that illegally came here, MS-13. They're usually radical Islamic terrorists. They are usually, you know, uh, people in the streets, you know, committing acts of, uh, of gang violence. You know, these people don't look at the statistics that, 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 you know, you want to talk about who kills the most black people? Black people do. With guns. You know, nobody talks about Chicago. No, We can't have that conversation. You know, but... You know, they, they want to blame it all on Trump and blame it all on, on, on guns. And blame, it, it's not guns. It's a lack of fucking upbringing. It's a lack of responsibility. It's a, a, it's a lack of, you know, I really think uh, another problem is, is that we need to bring back mental health. We need to bring back the mental home. We need to have people who are insane fucking committed. If you tell me that you don't have a gender, off the fucking Arkham Asylum you go. <laughs> That's where you belong until you get your shit straight. <laughs> you know? What do you mean straight? You fucking bigot. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't fucking understand it. I, I really don't understand where any of this shit comes from. And, you know, the, the burning question is, how do we get rid of it? You know, fucking six, seven years ago, I didn't think that my life would become a fucking series of fucking Zeb Coulter promos. <laughs> Like, do you ever, like, go back and watch, uh, like, those old WWE... Well, not old, but, you know, old by, by today's standards. But, like, the fucking Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger gimmick. And yeah. realize that what used to be, like, a, a good heel promo now just makes a lot of fucking sense. They were ahead of their time. Like, literally, like, like you can go back to a lot of the Zeb Coulter promos and all of that applies <laughs> right now. And back then... You know, you felt like, oh, you know, it, it, it's a little bit over the top, you know, and, and puts him as a heel. But now that motherfucker, you know, like, like the meme says, that motherfucker's spitting. <laughs> you know, I was like, I actually went on a binge of just watching. You, you remember how, like, for a while they had him uh, do the YouTube channel and they had the, the We The People Zeb uh, channel and they just have sort of like uh, Swagger and Cesaro standing behind him. <laughs> Those are so fucking incredible that it actually makes me wish that uh, that, that they'd bring Zeb back. Do you yeah, think Zeb would like fucking get murdered at this point if they brought him back? It's funny because that, that wasn't that long ago and, and, and it's just weird how they probably would get crucified for doing that gimmick now. I see faces not like mine, and I wonder, how do we get rid of them? <laughs> okay, between that and JBL at the border, when he was beating up Mexicans at, at, the, at the border. Cesaro came here the right way. He's one of the good ones. <laughs> He's one of the good ones would be enough to send, like, the average woke wrestling fan into an outrage. Do you, do you remember that was that was what he kept saying is that Cesaro is one of the good ones? Absolutely amazing. Oh god, I miss that. Which is funny because now we have the antithesis of that on fucking SmackDown. Like, 
you know, we have the polar opposite of Zeb because we have Sami Zayn basically with the, the hipster liberal type of, you know, gimmick. But Zayn does, does it so well, like the pretentious fucking prick that you just want to, you know, murder, essentially. You know, at, least, at least with that gimmick, he's not playing it as a face. He's It is as a heel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's really good at that, like, like really just driving that home. Uh, you know, he plays to that strength, although... You know, I'm still really confused as to, you know, taking him out of the in-ring competition for the most part. Like, he's sporadically an in-ring competitor now at best. Did, did he get injured or what? Or did they just decide, oh, no, we just want you in a managerial role at this point? I don't really get it. So, from what I heard, it was just like a creative decision. It wasn't anything specific. That seems really weird to me because this is a guy who a couple of years ago was, you know, having these quality, you know, NXT matches with Cesaro, uh, you know, and, and having these quality matches with Nakamura, and now you just sort of have him sit on the sidelines and, and do the mic thing. You know, you know, if our payoff is going to be like him versus Elias, like, no, <laughs> no. You know, and it's nothing against Elias. Elias is just like a sort of, you know, av like an average wrestler at best. Like, you're not going to see a four-star match out of uh, Elias. That's just not going to happen. Awesome. Yeah. Did you hear uh, he's the potential opponent opponent for uh, Cena Mania this year? Elias? Elias, yeah. Why? I guess to follow up on, on what they did last year, but it's weird because Elias just turned face again recently so like to have him face off against Cena would be very weird it feels like they, they like to change Orton back and forth so many fucking times uh, Orton's been one of the best things going the last couple of weeks which is which is which I'm is, sorry that shit killed it's me. weird because when Orton Orton is in cruise control he fuck it's just like dreadful yeah but when he phones like, it in when he actually gives a shit he's so fucking good yeah, exactly. That's the thing about him. When when he has something that, that he gives a shit about, he is he is actually an amazing competitor. Um, you know, and it's like the little mannerisms. Like I said, it's just like you know the way like he's beating up Matt Hardy and while he's doing, he's like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> like, you know, it's just his psychology when he's into what he's doing is just incredible. Like, you know, he's very. I think in that regard, a lot of people forget just how good he can be when you know when he's really into what he's doing. Yeah, when he gives a shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, you know, like I said, what, what made me laugh was when he got eliminated out the Rumble and there, there's, like, a, a part, they sort of cue in on him after Edge threw him out, and he's like, ah! Like, he's all fucking pissed off when he walks away. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, yeah, but I'm not really that excited about, you know, WrestleMania in general. I feel like, eh. Yeah. Uh, the card the card as as is isn't doing a lot for me. Mm -hmm. um, McIntyre and, and Brock will be fine. Uh, I I think I'm hearing it'll be AJ and and Undertaker, which huh. again will be fine. I'm sure. Like AJ doesn't have to really work that hard against Taker and and vice versa. Um, yeah. like I don't expect that match to be really really crazy, and, and it's just gonna be very basic. Uh, no Shane McMahon match this year, so that's that's something. Yeah, uh, you know, I am interested. You know, I, I will say. NXT has been more amusing to watch than the main roster, you know, and, and some of the, the NXT angles that they're pushing are more interesting or the angles with NXT talent are more interesting than the, 
non-NXT, you know, sort of shit going on. Like, yeah. I mean, even though I guess technically you'd consider Shane a part of Raw now, um, you know, again, it was just, she was brought in in, in a fashion that's like, okay, I want to see her versus Becky. Like, that's something I, I want to see. Um, you know, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair has, you know, sort of an interesting connotation to it. Because, you know, it, it's legitimizing NXT further because, you know, Charlotte has been gone from NXT for how long? You know, it's like, okay, the NXT women's belt is equally as important to challenge for as the other two belts. I mean, they're uh, really pushing the shit out of Rhea, though. Like, putting her in that spot is a huge deal. That's that's a high-pressure spot to be in. Yeah. I mean, I think I think she'll rise to it, but I think that's it. You know, we'll, are you going to sink or swim because those are the deep waters? We hope they don't put the belt on Charlotte, though. Because that yeah, would that... be a huge mistake right now to do that. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. You know, I, I think she needs to she needs to put Rhea over. Uh, but, I mean, in, in terms of just, you know, uh, being a more enjoyable product, I, I think NXT is there. I've really enjoyed, uh, you know, really what, what what's fun, too, is, is that they sort of called back to when wrestling had its sort of comic relief. But, you know, they were still good competitors because the broserweights shit they've been doing in NXT has been really, really fun. Of making just Pete Dunne the serious, like, serious monotone. Like, like it it reminds me of, like, head cheese. The, but the promos with those two have been fucking... And I, I really love how much they're le- they're really, like, going into the stoner gimmick with Riddle. Yeah. They had that, they had that one promo with him and Dunne where they were in a car driving and... and uh, the police were gonna pull him over, and Riddle starts panicking because it's like yeah, so... he got weed in the car. Yeah, yeah, fucking great. Yeah, it's so, yeah I mean, so unlike what they normally do, that's why it's so great. It's, you know, it's like that ball they dropped with Rob Van Dam so many years ago that they've learned not to do that a second time. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's like Riddle. You know, he's got so much going for him just because he, he is entertaining on the microphone. And, you know, just some of the shit that he's done on social media with the Goldberg shit and some of the shit he's talked to, to Goldberg Lesnar. I mean, people do pay attention to that. So there's, like, so much potential in the future to, you know, do something with that. Um, you know, personally, I loved when Goldberg got so pissed that he blocked him. <laughs> he fucking shit-talked him about Saudi Arabia. I can't wait to see how good you wrestle. <laughs> You know, Riddle's a lot of fun. You know, Keith Lee, they, they've just managed to really make a star out of him very quickly. Uh, you know, even though, you know, he's he's great on NXT, you know, I just see him being on one of the main two, other two brands after, after WrestleMania he, at some point. He's a SummerSlam. I don't think he's going to get called up after Mania, but I think he's going to get called up after SummerSlam. You know, uh, you know what it is about Keith Lee? Yeah. He is basically... If you took, like, the menacing sort of thing that you want to do with Mark Henry and put a guy who can actually wrestle in, in that role. Because, with all due respect, Mark Henry is not good of a wrestler in retrospect. You know? Well, Keith Lee's also, like, super charismatic. So it's not even... Yeah, that's what I mean. An amazing athlete. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's like... He's good on the mic. He's got that... He's yeah. got the presence. He's got he's got all the tools. So... Like, like I don't... I don't want to shit him because he, he's a big guy. Like, if he got in just a little bit better shape, mm-hmm. he would he can be pushed like The Rock was, like, back in the day. Like Keith You know what the thing is? 
he's one of those guys that he's a big he's a he's a big you know a big man you know uh, you know like you said he's got the little bit of weight on him but he's like so good at what he does and so charismatic that it doesn't you know you can overlook that to an extent no, you, you know can what I'm saying absolutely overlook it but I'm, I'm just saying like let's say he lose like he lost like 15 20 pounds nothing nothing like substantial just like a little bit mm-hmm. just to maybe like push off the love handles and give him like a little yeah. bit he he would be pushed like see I think I think that potentially Keith Lee is the guy that could succeed Cena for like that top guy spot. I'd like to see that because you know I'm not I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not feeling the Kevin Owens shit at all. Like this Owens Rollins shit. Rollins isn't the guy. Roman's so not the guy. Boring. Like it's so I think Keith Lee could fill that spot that Cena left empty. That they wanted Roman to be, because Roman doesn't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he's weird. He's just lost in in the shuffle. And you know what I think that is? It's you made him fucking fight Baron Corbin for like eight months, and Corbin is a fucking charisma vacuum. Like you had people willing to accept Roman Reigns because you know the overcoming the cancer shit and all that, and you finally had Reigns in a spot where you could have, you know, made him that baby face and people accept him. But you squandered that by having him fight Baron Corbin for fucking eight months. Yeah. And people were just... And and they're still fighting, and people are just, like, sick and tired of it. Like, Corbin is just a charisma vacuum. It's going to keep going. Yeah, yeah, I think they they still... They ended it with... They were supposed to end with that dog food match, and it's still going. Like, it's... They, they, I think they had another match this past week. Like, I mean, he's a black hole from which charisma cannot escape. Like they they've paired Ziggler and Rude with him, and it it's done nothing for either of those guys either, except like fucking drag them down to hell. They they put the revival with him, and it was so bad. It was like finally that fi- like revival's like okay, fuck this, we want to leave. Like they've already you know teased that like three or four times, but Baron Corbin is like the final fucking straw. Yeah, Cor- Corbin's not it's good. We- it's weird because he's like one of the only people that's a heel. That gets actual booze, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like I really don't enjoy watching anything he does. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's not—he's not charismatic. He's not good in the ring. He's like—he's got the personality of fucking grape nuts cereal. Like, why does the really push this guy? You know, it's just really painful. Like. You know, they turned Elias face, but Elias is one of those guys that, as a heel, he's a charismatic heel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could watch Elias feud with people and fight with people, and it, it works. Lashley doesn't even fucking talk, and he's great as a heel just because, you know, the way that the... You know, just having Lana be obnoxious, or prior to Lana, when you had Leo Rush as, as the heel in in the Lashley thing, you know, it made Lashley very enjoyable as a bad guy. You know? But, but you put Corbin up there, and he's just... He's got nothing. He's just a tall guy in a really stupid outfit. You know what, like, I mean, let, let's put it this way. Baron Corbin is so fucking bad. You just, you, you see that Sheamus is on the roster and you're like, can I have fucking heel Sheamus fucking fight with these people instead? Because it would actually be better than fucking dealing with Corbin. Imagine they did a Corbin and Sheamus match. Would, would the universe implode? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You know, but but in all fairness, Sheamus as a heel is is not entirely terrible in and of itself. 
So far, if, no, it hasn't been. I mean, I'm correctly a shorty G bullshit, but uh, I'm, I'm it, yeah, it's better. Shit. It's better than face Seamus. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's not it, it's not the worst it could fucking be. Let's put it like that. Speaking and at of, least he doesn't have the stupid haircut anymore, the stupid mohawk. Well, speaking of people with, with stupid hair, um, I, I want to talk about the Otis segment from uh, from Friday night. Oh, God. That, with with that Mandy. Because you brought up Ziggler, and it reminded me. Oh, yeah. Um, like, Otis is, like, incredibly charismatic. And mm-hmm. I could see him getting, like, a huge singles push in, later in the year. Uh-huh. Um, but this this angle, like... Putting him with Dolph, if he's gonna have like a, a singles feud with Dolph, yeah, I don't, I don't know that that's gonna work. Like, uh, like Dolph isn't, Dolph has not been, I guess, I don't want to say relevant, but it, but it's like Dolph, Dolph eaten so much that Dolph reminded people the, so much of Billy Gunn, he became Billy Gunn, essentially. You know. Like, like essentially the the never was like Billy Gunn is the never was. Let's put it like that. Yeah. Like he had all the tools, but he never was, and that's what Dolph Ziggler has become. With, with credit to Ziggler, he's accomplished a little bit more because he has had world titles, but nobody remembers those reigns or cares about them. You know, uh, like wasn't one of his reigns unceremoniously him getting kicked to death by Alberto Del Rio? Uh, yes. Yes, it was. Where, like, Del Rio just fucking concussed his ass, like, over and over. Oh, man. I don't know. It's... So, one more story before we uh, get on out of here. Um, you know, because we, we like to trash the, the feminists and, and, you know, all that and the mockery. Um, now, you know, one of the things that we've talked about, the, 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 the contradictory nature of the feminists, is that... Well, they, they find men pigs and misogynists and all these horrible things. They're completely fine with women exploiting sexuality to take money from us. That's why there's this whole thing about premium Snapchats, OnlyFans, all these... Hey, give me money to see my pussy. Which is the stupidest... You know, if you're a guy and you pay for that, you're a fucking idiot. You have no fucking self-respect. You know, like... I don't understand who pays for 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 that kind of thing. You know, this... one of my favorite memes I've seen lately about that What's is that? it's it's a snapshot of somebody's text, and it's it's a message from a father to his daughter. He uh-huh. goes, "Hey, what's OnlyFans?" And then, and why did they deposit whatever amount into your account? Mm-hmm. Oh God! <laughs> Just. I saw, like, somebody saying something along the lines of, imagine being a kid and growing up and realizing that your mom was a slut on her Snapchat and OnlyFans. And not even because she needed the money, but because she wanted the attention. Can you think about, like, 15 or 20 years from now when, like... Oh, the the amount of school shooters... This is why they want to ban guns, because they've made a society where, where, where kids would go nuts and become school shooters very easily to find that shit out. Well, I was, I was going to say, like, 15, 20 years from now, like, some kid's looking up his mother's name and just tons of nude pictures show up. Like That's basically where we're at now. I mean... I mean, we're close e- to it, but I'm thinking, like, uh, the rise of... Uh, Even this shit with the teachers, man. This, this yeah, teacher okay. shit has gotten so epidemic. 
how do you let female teachers even even run fucking classes anymore when this is so rampant like i feel like you know i'm surprised it's gotten so epidemic that that i almost wish that uh you know trump or you know betsy devos is still in charge of education i'm surprised she's sort of not said anything about this that that i've seen in the media but then again if she has you know it's swept under the mat because you know they don't want to show this administration do anything but i almost feel like 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 you're gonna have to start requiring psychological examinations from teachers like quarterly to make sure they don't do this shit like you know like police officers you know uh, um that work like svu are you know required like every couple of years to like either rotate out or, or seek psychological treatment mm-hmm. like i feel like we need to do that with teachers now because of how ep- epidemic all this shit is going on like it's gotten to the point where it doesn't even shock anybody because it happens every fucking week you know what i mean you say i mean remember when a school shooting used to like shock people and now it's yeah. just like oh it happened okay like yeah. people were afraid to go to school after a school shooting and now it's just like, all right, well, eh. or maybe yeah, I'll have but tomorrow. It's, it's exponentially, like, I mean, the, the thing with the teachers fucking the students is exponentially, like, fucking increased to the point where it's like, what the fuck is this? You know? And, and you know, they, they talk about equality, but they don't want equal punishment for the ladies that do this. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a problem. Like, well, like, if we all know, know 14-year-olds have the best dicks. That's, right? that's like the, that's what these women will will lose their minds over 14 year old dick yeah well yeah but could you imagine if you just change those genders and body parts around oh boy i just realized in I, I, that clip taking it out of context could be very troublesome one day yeah <laughs> but uh yeah see also milo yiannopoulos uh, yeah um, you know because he got he got unpersoned over that remember he, he made some comments Oh yeah, we haven't heard from him in what close to uh, no. He's he's still years? around, but but you know, I don't remember just... the last time I heard him doing anything of re- of relevance. It, it's like him and a lot of the conservatives that are that have got blacklisted really hard. They're still making projects. You just don't hear anything from them because they've been buried so deep. They're still there. They're still doing their thing. But you know, I mean, social media has done a good job of just trying to erase these people from existence, and um. You know, Milo is still doing projects, still writing books. He's still doing video content, but he's he's been pushed so far out. He's doing it on these outside fringe sites like Gab, and uh, you know some of these video sites that are like uh, you know YouTube substitutes, mm-hmm. you know, and and stuff like that. Like he's been pushed that far out to the edge that he's still doing stuff, but. No, you know, I mean, how can you continue to keep up? And this is the problem with, with, with these people getting more power is they shouldn't have the power to make Milo Yiannopoulos disappear. You know what I'm saying? They shouldn't have the power to make anyone disappear. Anyone disappear. But I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's it's just really, you know, like, like you see it and you know he's still doing content. But damn, you know, it's like, how do you get exposure for it anymore at this point? He He definitely doesn't get the exposure that he used to. Because Twitter, Facebook, YouTube have all pushed him out of existence. I'm sure Google, like, suppresses, like, any project he is doing. You know, like, like the search results for him are probably completely suppressed. I mean, he's just been, like, sort of banished from existence. He's, you know, 
if there's pictures of him out there, he disappeared in the picture, like back to the future, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, as I was saying though, you know, the feminists have no problem taking a man's money when it comes to the sexuality shit. You know, in fact, they love that. They, they love, you know, humiliating you, you know what I'm saying? As a man, they, they love just, you know, hoping that, you know, you need a crumb of pussy so bad that you'll beg for the scraps that they throw you. Jeez. So, you know, this is a subjugation they want. They want everybody to be, uh, you know, cuckolded. Um, but what happened to them is obviously one of the vehicles they use, other than Snapchat, OnlyFans, all this shit, is uh, Chatterbait. Now... I'm a big fan of Chatterbait, but... but <laughs> Did you hear what... But did you hear what happened recently where somebody developed a 2D anime girl? Oh, that... I saw it. I saw it on, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw the, the account that had that, and I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Dances and poses and does all the dirty, filthy shit out there, right? Yes. Now, this 2D anime character... Um, you know, and it's just the same as any of these normal cam girls. Like, you, you know, these guys go in there and tell it to show their feet, show their ass, whatever. And it does it just like, you know, these cam girls right. do for money. But the thing is somehow the waifu, you know, which the waifu is, is a phrase for, you know, these idealized female anime characters. Personally, I don't see it. Like I don't, I don't jerk off to anime. I don't, you know, I don't see the appeal of jerking off to a cartoon or getting, uh, a rectal cartoon personally, but I find it fucking hilarious that a lot of these cam whore girls are being shown up. Now the most watched thing on Chatterbait is this project melody. This, this, this animated cam girl that, you know, developers and programmers control through their coding to do all these illicit acts. And it's, it's, it's basically anime pornography and all of the real girls are mad because they're not making profits anymore because all the money is going to the dude running Project Melody. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's hilarious, but it also shows to them, and this is where it's the tables have turned, it's like your personalities are, you know, women don't understand, and the women who are doing this degrading shit don't understand. It doesn't matter how much you degrade yourself. Your personality is so abhorrent that men don't want to support you. And given any better alternative, they will take it. You've gotten so terrible. You women have gotten so horrible about the way that you treat people and the way that you act and your attitudes and all of that. That you've actually managed to make it to where the majority of men on these sites would rather support the naked 2D anime girl then watch a real a real woman doing whatever the hell she does on camera. That that's a testament to how abhorrent that behavior is. Because here's the here's the other thing about it as a guy. You know, I personally, you know, I I, I don't want a woman in my life who everybody's seen her asshole. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like. I don't want a woman in my life who's had a turn with 130 other dudes. Like that article, like, like I told you earlier out of Cosmopolitan where the girl's talking about fucking 130 men. 
you know, no guy wants that. No self-respect. If a man wants that or goes for that, he has no dignity. Women don't understand the psychology of it is that if a man allows himself to be cucked, be a cuck, or, you know, be with a woman of low moral fabric or nothing to offer, he's lowering his own value by being with you. You see what I'm saying? Like the goal of the woman in your, in your life as a couple is to build both of you up. So if you're engaging in all this illicit, uh, you know, Lana Bobby Lashley behavior, you know, then it, all it does is lower your stock. No wonder Rusev looks like he wants to kill himself every time you see him. You know? You suck 37 dicks? Yeah, like nobody wants that. Like, like you know, and, and, and you know, it's abhorrent. Like if a dude you know, sees that you're, you know, fooling around with other dudes or, you know, you're willing to just be illicit with everybody else or whatever. Like, it lowers your fucking stock. And, you know, to a man, it lowers your appeal to, 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 to be that way. You should want to bring something to the table other than being damaged goods. You know, and this is why a lot of men don't want single moms, for example. You know, like, that's abhorrent. Like, I shouldn't have to raise somebody else's kids. You know? And women don't understand this is the whole thing. Your your worth is lowered by acting, uh, what's the word they use? Hi, hypergamy. You know, hypergamy, the, the sexual promiscuity. Men don't want to be with a whore. You know, like, like let's, if you're a whore, congratulations, you ruined it. You're not going to get a self-respecting man. You're not going to get a good man because you're a fucking whore. Like, you know, nobody respects you. You know what? You have the applause of what? A bunch of fat feminists on the internet? Hooray for you. But you know what? You know, go look to them for, for, for the support that, that you're looking for out of a man. You fucking empty egg carton bitches. You know what? Which is the other thing. Like, like that that thing. I was, no know, eggs. What's, you know what amazes me about, uh, and what Chatterbait has taught me, is that how many fucking women are complete fucking whores? Uh, yeah, and and that and, to and, me, and, is... and I will explain. Uh, just to give you an example here. Um, I just did the math based on how many cams are live and how many pages are available currently. Mm-hmm. There are currently uh, each page has holds about eighty eight cams. There are thirty three pages of live cameras right now. Mm-hmm. There is two thousand nine hundred and four women currently on cam on Chatterbait. Currently. Wow. So what was the number again? Sorry. 2,904. That's sad. That's, I mean, it's pathetic. Like, like, you know, I mean, let's just, let's just throw out a hypothetical situation. If your girlfriend or wife were up on Chatterbait and you found her, there's like no coming back from that, right? I don't think so. I, I, like that's just, you know, as a guy, that's just that's just abhorrent. You know what I mean? Like, to me, and this is the problem with this whole hypergamy thing, and the whole society thing, right? You know, digital shit, the internet, social media, all this has given us more exposure to people than ever, right? A woman needs to understand that. Because of that, 
it's not harmless. It's not, uh, you know, it's not innocuous. If you're talking to other dudes, if you're fucking around with other dudes, if you're sending nudes to other dudes, like you're toxic, you're toxic. Like, like that's just as bad as cheating in real life, you know, because it's intent. It's showing intent and that lowers your value. And it's disrespectful to the dude that is with you. So the only dudes that would tolerate that are weak people. You know what I mean? Only a weak person would would sit back and let that happen. You know? Yeah. And that's what they don't understand about it. And you know, I don't I don't get this attitude that that, that these women you know, I blame. I blame everything from, you know, the, the fucking media to feminism to the shallow buy me shit because I'm a woman music that Ariana Grande puts out to whatever the hell that shit is Billie Eilish puts out. Oh my God. How did that woman win like, what, like five Grammys was it? Uh, Yes, five. There was five Grammys. This year. All her songs are literally. Yeah, the new James Bond theme is not good either. And then it's like this crappy beat and 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 then like it's weird because men and and you realize that that we have so many simps out there that we have men that actually want to fuck Billie Eilish. Like there was a whole countdown to her turning 18 like a month ago or a month and a half ago. That's gross. She literally looks like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> she dresses like oh Justin God, I Bieber. I saw that picture. The picture, someone, someone, there was a picture. They swapped her with Steve and it looks exactly like the same person. I was like, holy shit. There's no difference. And, you know, but I don't get like what, who does her music even appeal to? Like, 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 you know, people who don't shave their, like women who don't shave their legs. Like, you know, someone who doesn't wipe their ass. Like, I mean, is it, is it music for people on meth? I mean, I don't get it. What do you have to, what drugs do you have to be on to get her music? Because I don't really understand. It's not for us. It's, it's, like, it's for a younger generation. We're the old guys yelling about rock and roll now. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, and they fucking used her as a fucking NXT theme like last year, remember? And it's like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it's just, did they? You see me? Yeah, you should see me in the crowd. You should see me in a crowd. Oh, yes. You're right. You're that right. That was her. It was for uh, NXT Brooklyn, I think, actually. Like, I mean, you know, this is music for people who are, like, sedated. Like, these people are so sedated, they have no idea what the fuck they're listening to. We've gone from mumble rap to mumble pop. Like, you know, mumble rap is one of those things that's, like, really abhorrent to people. Like, now we just have mumble, mumble pop. That's what she is. And it's just, like, it's just what music is going to be. It's just going to be people fucking mumbling. We went from fucking, like, rock and roll and fucking jazz and blues and heavy metal and fucking Mozart, Beethoven to... You should see me in a crown. <laughs> like, she's... You know what she looks like? You remember the old Warner Brothers cartoon, The Singing Frog? Yeah. Oh, she uh, looks like that. J. Frog, yes. Yeah. She's the fucking singing frog. Like, when, when people are around and it just makes that face. She makes that literal face. She looks like her parents smoked crack rock while they were pregnant with her. I don't understand the appeal. At all. 
I guess it could be worse. It could be that behemoth that was performing at the Oscars. I still can't get over that. What so, the fuck was that? I don't I don't understand Lizzo and and the I the Beast Lady from This Is Us or whatever that show oh, is. Oh, that thing too, but yeah. Uh Oh, the Lizzo thing really annoys me is that is that you know, I'm going to say this before we get out of here and this is just another fuck you, you know, to to the feminist agenda is why the fuck is it so stunning and brave for Lizzo to exist? But you don't see any sort of body positivity issued towards, like, breast cancer survivors. Or towards men who are not in the best shape. Like, these fat women... You know, let's put it this way. If we put a picture of fucking Otis Dozovitz to most of these women, they'd be like, ill, disgusting. Right? So, why is it okay to body shame Otis, but not Lizzo? That's what I want to know. Otis is beautiful. <laughs> Beauty at every size. Beauty at every size. We need... Oh, God. Do you remember that weird, like, time where, where before it was specifically Mandy, where it was, like, a bunch of different divas that he was just, like, going up to and it's like, Oh, yeah! I'm coming! <laughs> Shit. Do you think they realized exactly what they were doing with that? Oh, I'm sure they did. Uh, and on that note, I think that's where we need to end it. We need to end it on the mental picture of Otis coming. Ugh. And, Ugh. and and just to make it worse, keep in mind that where he comes is in or around Mandy Rose in real life. That's, yeah. I mean, good for him. It's just not something I want to think about. <laughs> and now that I've sufficiently ruined all of your nights and my appetite, thank you. Yeah. Just remember, if it ain't woke, don't fix it. We'll be back next week. Good night everybody. <laughs>